0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our monthly storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Kyle Reed, who spends a lot of time on the road and has an aversion to glitter, tells the story of what it takes to get your life back on track.
1: So like Brennan said, this is the first time I've ever been on a stage, so uh, this microphone thing is a little new to me. But... The story I want to tell today, it's kind of got two parts. It's going to be a little interesting, but, I mean, really, it's just about growing up and just being a total shitbird. <laughs> so, and, and shipbird, like, being a shipbird, it's kind of like being punk rock. It's not one of those things you can just, like, dip your toe into and be like, you know what, man, I, I had a no-effects album when I was a kid, and, you know totally punk rock now. you like, you just have to commit. And, <clears throat> for me though, being a shipbird was more about just finding the most creative ways to just shit on everything that was going good for me. <laughs> and, it, it's, and it was every year, just something new and it was always around my birthday. I mean, my 17th birthday, I was in a group home, used to get into a lot of fights, used to do a lot of dumb shit. Um, And that's the kind of cycle that I was in. It's just something that escalated and continued to involve in what can I do today to ruin any good things that are going on for me? And damned if I didn't always find a way. You know? With great power comes great responsibility. Somebody has to be the asshole that's the frame of reference for somebody else's good kid. I'm the asshole. So... By the time I was 21, I was doing even more dumb shit, as you can see. And, uh, so my 21st birthday, I go out, I do 21st birthday things. I get completely shit-faced. Um, later, later that night, somebody would ask me, what did you drink? And my answer was everything. (laughs) So, I go out with a couple of my buddies, um, my neighbor, my good friend, Will, uh, We go to this bar out in Haygood called Hearts. I don't know if anybody's ever familiar with that area, but it was bad, bad news. So anybody went to Bayside, that's that's my neighborhood. But um, so we go there, and then we get this really, really great idea. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. The bar's closing. Let's go to Squires. (laughs) So anytime somebody says, hey, guys, let's go to the After Hours Club, they're an asshole. You should not be their friend. So we go to Squire's, we leave there. Um, By this time, I'm passed out in the back seat and we're driving back and uh, the the car I was in was involved in a drive-by shooting. My car got shot six times. So happy fucking birthday, Kyle. (laughs) Um, And the crazy thing is I'm passed out in the back seat and I wake up and I see lights, kind of like the lights that are right here. And in the rearview mirror, um, not having a flashback, guys, it's okay. Um, And I'm like, what the hell are those lights for? And then they come around the car, and there's gunshots. And I had no idea what happened. I didn't know if I had been shot. I didn't know if anybody else in the car had been shot. I just knew that it smelled like burnt plastic and hair, and it was an awful situation. So, again, happy birthday. So... Um, When it comes down to to finding creative ways to get yourself into bad situations, I'm your guy. But um, the girl driving, a friend of mine, um, started screaming. Uh, And I heard her screaming. And... I tried to lean forward... And my leg was wet. So I grabbed my leg. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's an artery that goes around the top of your leg right here. And if anything damages that artery, your femoral artery, it doesn't take much to cause a lot of blood and for that to be it. So I had been shot in the leg right here. I tried to grab my leg, and my arm wouldn't move because a bullet had come through the back of the car along this side of my body. With my arm, like this, and I got, had a bullet in my elbow. Um, fortunately, wasn't my femoral artery. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I mean, I can fuck things up pretty bad, but there's a limit. Fortunately, so um, But the scary, the scary thing is and, and the powerful thing is Is that, you know, I have a, a nickel-sized Scar on the side of my leg right here And it's directly below my femur um, So the difference between me being able to stand here Or me being in the ground somewhere Is about a degree You know, this or this So you would think that coming that close to something that terrible, you know, your life being over, that it would be a wake up call. That maybe maybe I'm done being a shipbird. Maybe it's time that I actually try to do something positive with my life. Maybe I should get my shipbirding together and go do something else. You know, you would think that. (laughs) And you would be wrong. so I continued and and the crazy thing is is that people are like wow you know that's really scary I'm like yeah it was really scary I cried and it hurt really bad and I called my mom by the way if you ever get shot don't call your mom from the car (laughs) that you just got shot in before the ambulance gets there at 3 o'clock in the morning and then leave her a voicemail that says hey mom I got shot but I'm okay (laughs) because my mom will tell you that's a bad idea. So I did that, by the way. It is awful. So, <clears throat> and, and you would think, again, being faced with your immortality at such a young age, you're 21, the world is yours, you know, you can do anything you want and that it would, it would kind of scare you straight and it didn't and the weird thing was is that I, I became, more, it became worse I got more into doing all kinds of crazy things and trying to sabotage my own life because at that point, I felt invincible. I was like, if I survive this, then I can get through anything, right? It had the opposite effect. So, and and this continued for another two years. And there was one night, I'm at a bar in Chesapeake. Never go to Chesapeake. (laughs) And somebody, my buddy Jared's sitting there with me, and I'm like, hey, man, your dad lives in Miami, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's go visit your dad. I got like a three-day weekend coming up in Miami. Like, he's like, okay. So the next day, we're both sober. Jared calls me and is like, are you still trying to still trying to go to Miami? And me, not want to look like a bitch, says, yeah, totally, man. And him, having the same thought, says, All right, I'll call them. So we leave 7 o'clock on a Thursday and drive 980 miles to Miami, Florida for a three-day weekend. Um, God bless the state of South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina for letting me go like 110 the entire way. But um, we get to Miami, 10 o'clock the next morning, hadn't slept on a monster energy drink diet and go right to the bar and start partying so and this is this is Miami we're partying we're having a good time and it, the night was just like this this blur of i was tired hadn't slept we had driven forever and just everything you could imagine like, all the terrible decisions that you could think that somebody would make on a trip, not even counting all the tr- terrible decisions that led to this trip even happening, I definitely made them. So, I, I, we left the bar at like 11 o'clock the next morning. <laughs> when Once they started serving brunch, we were like, I think it's time to go home, man. <laughs> you know, I I haven't eaten food in like two days and I'm really starting to feel like I might die. So we leave the bar after shooting dice with some guys in the parking lot because why the hell not, right? And uh, we go back to his dad's house and his dad, I'd never met him before and he was like, yeah, my dad like rides motorcycles. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And his dad like really fucking rides motorcycles, like his dad's like this big biker guy, huge goatee. His name is Mad Matt. Like that's what people actually call him. It's not like a random nickname on the internet. Like people only know him by that name. Um, Mad Matt doesn't have a license cause he rear ended a undercover cop and then beat the cop up. <laughs> so th- this is, you know, a great night, right? Full of wonderful, wonderful opportunities. So we get back to Mad Matt's house and you know, I go and take a shower and I, I, I t- I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life right now, man. I'm having this existential crisis with like head and shoulders in my eyes. i like, wondering what the hell is going on. And I start, you know, showering or whatever and I look down and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm looking. Like, I all right. I get dressed and I go outside. and My buddy Jared and his dad, big-ass biker guy, sitting outside watching TV because I had a TV outside because it's Miami and it's beautiful. Um, and I look at him I'm like, guys, w- what did we do last night? Like, what kind of shit did we really get into? And they're like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really, I'm, I'm just tired. I'm like, well there's definitely, like, glitter on my penis right now. (laughs) And I'm trying to find out what the fuck just happened. So if we can both, like, work our way back through the steps of how this occurred, I'd be really grateful. Like, somebody call Sherlock Holmes or somebody to figure this out. And, and both of them look at me and they're just like the fuck did you just say <laughs> and, and, and I, was just, I just let it go and I was like yeah, I, you know what I don't know I don't have any idea what the hell happened and <laughs> I go like we, we hit it again we go back to the bar we start partying we have a little bit of pizza finally and uh, we go back to his dad's bar that he runs it's open 23 hours a day. So, need that one hour. We um, go back to his dad's bar, and of course, bikes everywhere, all these big, tough biker guys, and they're even tougher biker girlfriends. <laughs> and I walk in the door, Jared goes in, I go in behind him, and like, I walk up, and it's, you know, Bon Jovi or some shit's on the radio. And it just goes, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, it's quiet. Mad Matt's behind the bar, he looks at me and he's like, hey, glitter dick. You want a beer? <laughs> and every head in this biker bar just goes, Roop, and looks me in the face. And like, I'm just like, fuck, what have I done to myself? Like, how did I get here in Miami with the, the most legendary hangover known to man with glitter in places where there should not be glitter and bikers wondering who the hell this glitter dick guy is walking in their fucking bar. So <clears throat> you, you would think that getting shot would be the thing that says, maybe you need to stop making these terrible decisions, Kyle. Maybe you need to start, like, I don't know, go to school or like go to work before noon or something, I don't know. Um, But it wasn't. It wasn't having the difference between your life, having having a future and being dead, being one degree, somebody like this or somebody like this, that wasn't enough for me. Because the things that break you out Of the rut that you're in, the cycle. Everybody's got a cycle. Things that break you out of the negative cycle are never the things that you think they're gonna be. It's not the big powerful thing that you're like, oh, this, whatever. It could be if you're ready, if you're open to it. But I wasn't then. By the time I got glitter on my dick, (laughs) I was a little more open. So that's what, and it, it was this weird thing. It's, you know, you're never gonna grow up until you're ready. Nobody's ever going to change no matter what horrible thing happens to them until they want it. Until they're ready. For me, it was just something so embarrassing that I was like, no, no, no. no. This can't happen again. There's only one time that this is ever going to happen and I'm going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's it. If you're waiting for something to change you, stop. Because it's not out there. You need to want it. And you need to be open to it. Because there's nothing in this world that's going to change you except for you. So, that's it.
0: Thank you for joining Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling event at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. If you'd like to join Tell Me More, or help out in any way, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org where you will find our online submission and contact forms, a schedule of upcoming shows, and more storyteller podcasts. To keep up with the most recent podcasts, you can subscribe to Tell Me More Live via RSS, iTunes, and Stitcher. If that's not enough, you can follow our Tell Me More Live updates on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, this is Deb Markham reminding you, a happy ending always depends on where the story ends.